episode number 30 of the Healthier Life podcast. Yep, we've made it to episode 30. That's so amazing. I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you so much for all your support and encouragement since I started this podcast last September. It means so much to me to hear how much you're enjoying and benefiting from these episodes. So do keep sharing and letting others know about it too. Today's episode is all about running. But if you don't consider yourself a runner, please don't switch over to another podcast just yet. Hear me out on this one. Because not only do I talk about the amazing health benefits of running, but I also share some interesting facts about how, as a species, we're literally born to run. And also about the history of women's running in particular. And at the end of the episode, I have a special announcement to make that I would love your help with. So stay tuned. But before we start, just a quick disclaimer as always. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. Okay, with that said, let's dive into today's show. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, If you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton. Let's get started. Today we're talking about running. I wonder, do you consider yourself to be a runner? Perhaps you do, or perhaps you're just thinking about it, or maybe you're utterly convinced that it's just not your thing. But the fact is that running has become massively popular. The World Athletics Organization reported recently that 40% of all people surveyed considered themselves to be runners, with 47% of those being women. And they also reported that 13% of all runners began running because of the pandemic and that they plan to continue running even after life is back to quote-unquote normal. The reasons so many people took to running during the last couple of years are obvious. With gyms and exercise classes closed for many months, running outside seemed like a good alternative. Running is relatively cheap. Yes, you might need to invest in some good quality running shoes, but it doesn't need any fancy equipment and you can just go running whenever and wherever is most convenient for you. Now, you might not be a runner and that's totally fine. It's not for everyone. And I recognise that there will be many people listening who are not in a position health-wise to even consider doing an exercise such as running. But I guess I'm speaking to you if you are someone who perhaps maybe can't be bothered to try running. Maybe you didn't enjoy PE at school very much. Maybe you were picked last for the teams or told that you weren't any good at sport. 
Maybe you picked up on messages from society that girls don't really need to be into that sort of thing. If that's resonating with you, then I hope this podcast might encourage you to think about giving running a try. You never know, you might really enjoy it. So what are some of the health benefits of running? Well, exercise in general is really important for our overall health. Did you know that research published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine shows that those people who do a combination of muscle strengthening activities and aerobic activities on a weekly basis reduce their risk of death from any cause by a whopping 40%. The risk of death from heart disease and cancer, that's the two biggest killers in the Western world today, is reduced by 46% and 28% respectively, just by adding in some weekly strength training and aerobic activities. That's incredible. But what benefits does running bring in particular? Well, firstly, it's one of the best cardio activities that you can do when it comes to heart health. But it also contributes to better sleep, improved memory, better back health, reduced risk of arthritis, improved lung health and reduced risk of respiratory infections, and also better mood and energy. Running increases bone strength, joint strength and stability. And of course, although I don't advocate for doing exercise purely to try to lose weight, it is a great way to burn calories and reduce your risk for type 2 diabetes. And did you know that humans are literally born to run? In fact, I've just finished reading an amazing book by Christopher McDougall called Born to Run. The author delves into the history of ultra running and tracks down the amazing but rather shy Tarahumara tribe in the Copper Canyons of Mexico. These people are possibly the greatest ultra runners of all time. The book has all sorts of interesting stories and facts and it's actually really funny to read and it includes the scientific research behind the idea that humans are actually designed to be running people. You see, you can split the animal kingdom into two groups, runners like dogs and horses and walkers like pigs and chimps. And even though humans share 95% of their DNA with chimps, we have two interesting distinctions when it comes to walking versus running. Firstly, we have an Achilles tendon. Now, the Achilles tendon serves no purpose at all in walking, which is why chimps don't have one. But for running, it acts like an elastic band to help us store energy in our tendons so that we can maximise endurance when we run. And secondly, we have a little tendon at the back of our heads called the nuchal ligament. And this is really useful for helping to stabilise our heads when we're moving fast. Again, walking animals such as pigs and chimps don't have this tendon. But running animals, like dogs and horses, do. And so do we. So it seems like, at least in our distant history, we were endurance runners. However, unfortunately, it seems that we have lost much of that in the last few centuries or even in the last few millennia. Certainly in our modern 21st century, we're not even walking animals anymore. We're more sedentary animals, stuck behind a desk or the steering wheel of a car, who occasionally might need to walk to the fridge and back to get food. And did you know that for centuries, women were considered to be too weak and delicate to go running? And this misconception was still going strong even up until quite recently. 
There's a famous moment in the Boston Marathon of 1967 where a woman called Catherine Schweitzer gained official entry, but when the race director discovered that there was actually a woman running in his race, he actually went in to try to physically remove her from the race. She managed to break free and continue and finish the marathon in a time of 4 hours and 20 minutes. It wasn't until the 1972 Munich Olympics that women were finally allowed to run 1,500 metres. And it wasn't until 1982 that women were actually allowed to compete in the marathon at the Olympic Games. 1982. But since then, women have been coming on by strides. The current women's record for a 100-mile ultra-endurance race is 12 hours, 42 minutes, which is not too far behind the men's record of 11 hours and 14 minutes. So I don't think there's anything too weak and delicate about that. I don't know about you. So if you are considering taking up running and haven't done much before, it is really important that you don't overdo it. Take it slowly and build up gradually because you really don't want to get injured two months down the line. There are lots and lots of online programs and apps that can help you, such as the very popular Couch to 5K training plan. But you can also find a local running club or find like-minded friends that you can go running with. Here in the UK and in many other countries around the world, we have the wonderful Park Run on a Saturday morning. This is an all-inclusive weekly timed 5K run, which is for runners of all abilities and finishing times. So you can start off part running, part walking, and there's absolutely no shame in doing that, and build up to where you're able to run the whole thing without stopping. It is a good idea, as I've said before, to get some good quality running shoes. And ideally, you want to go half a size bigger or even a whole size bigger than your current shoe size. But other than that, there's not much else that you need. Of course, it is quite fun to buy some nice running shorts and running t-shirts and sometimes it just helps to look like a runner on the outside even if you don't quite feel like one on the inside yet. And I also recommend recording your runs on a running app like Strava. That way you can keep a log of how often you've been running and you can see a map of where you've been and record the distance and the pace for each run. It's really encouraging to see yourself getting faster and earning medals for your new best times. And it's also great to get likes and comments from other running friends on the app too, who can keep you motivated. So what about me? Well, yes, as you've probably guessed, I do consider myself a runner. And I'm one of those people who run because I actually really enjoy it. For me, it's one of my main ways to de-stress. I love running out in nature, especially along the seafront where we live. I'm not very fast, but I can run a reasonably long way. Back in school, I was one of the few girls, I went to an all-girls school, that were actually willing to run the 800 metres and the 1,500 metres. Again, I wasn't particularly fast, and I don't think I realised back then that you could actually train to get faster. I just enjoyed running. When we moved to Russia in 2002, it wasn't possible for me to continue running. For one thing, it would have been socially unacceptable in the village where we lived for a woman to be out and about running. And secondly, even if I had tried, I would have been immediately followed by all the stray dogs in the area, I'm sure. But as many of you know who've listened to parts of my story from previous episodes, we had to move back to the UK in 2013. And I really struggled with depression during that time and also from chronic back pain shortly after our fourth child was born. During that time, I found that running was one of the only forms of exercise that I could do that didn't hurt my back. 
and also it was wonderful for my mood. Running was my me time. It was my time to de-stress. I would go out running along the seafront, listening to podcasts, just breathing in the fresh air and soaking in the beautiful surroundings. I really loved it. And I ran my very first half marathon in 2014. And since then, I've done a few more. But I have to say, every time I finished a half marathon, I would say to myself that that was enough. I couldn't imagine running another mile, let alone another 13. And yet I always had this little niggle in the back of my head that wouldn't it be amazing to run the London Marathon? Not other marathons, just the London one. And perhaps maybe with the right training plan, I could do it. Well, it was listening to Rongan Chatterjee's podcast, Feel Better, Live More, after the last London Marathon that gave me the final nudge I needed. If you want to check it out, it's episode number 204, and it's an interview with the event director of the London Marathon, Hugh Brasher. It's entitled, Why Running a Marathon Will Change Your Life. Well, after listening to that podcast, that was it. I had entered into the general ballot for the marathon four years in a row, but the chances of you getting a place that way is only 4.2%. So instead, this year, I decided to apply for a place running to raise money for a charity. I applied with the Christian charity called Compassion, and many of you will know this charity, I'm sure. It's an amazing charity whose tagline is releasing children from poverty in Jesus's name. The charity matches sponsors with children who live in deprived areas of the world. And we've sponsored a little girl in Indonesia now for the past 12 years. Not only do you get to write and receive letters to encourage your sponsored child, but your money also goes towards helping them receive a better education, access to better healthcare, and ultimately a brighter future. And many sponsors actually go out and visit their sponsored child in the countries where they live. Anyway, Compassion had six spots for the London Marathon, and I got a phone call in February to say that I had got one of those. Oh my goodness, there is no backing out now. I am so excited and, to be honest, a little terrified. The marathon is on the 2nd of October this year, 2022, which gives me now just six months more, as I'm recording this podcast, to edge up my training towards that 26-mile mark. And I'm wondering, lovely listeners, if you might be able to sponsor me. Perhaps you've been considering sponsoring a child with compassion already, but haven't got round to it yet. Well, you can apply to sponsor a child through my profile page and that will count towards my target. Alternatively, of course, you can donate money through my page too. And all the money that our team raises is going to go towards a child development centre in Kenya. Research shows that through Compassion's child survival interventions in some of Kenya's poorest communities, the chances of a baby being born at a healthy birth weight rises from 70% to 95.7%. And the chances of the mother feeling able to breastfeed exclusively for the first six months rises from just 61% to 95.4%. So any donations that you're able to make, no matter how small, will go directly to this worthy cause. So if you would like to sponsor me or sponsor a child through my page, that would be absolutely amazing. You can go to bit.ly slash cscompassion. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash cscompassion. Not only will you be supporting an amazing charity, but you'll also be giving me so much inspiration and motivation and support to keep going with my training and hopefully cross that finish line in one piece on October the 2nd. 
Okay, that is it for today's episode. I would love to hear from you whether you already consider yourself a runner or whether perhaps you've now been inspired to give it a go yourself. You can email me at support at katherineshelton.net and I promise to write back. Have a wonderful rest of your week and I will catch you next time. Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.